So do we want to start? We could start with football. I mean, or, or basketball. I don't care. Combo can't come on. I don't really, I mean, I don't know. Like I let's start with hoops because yeah, I feel like football is going to be the bulk of the discussion today. Um, so I mean, all I have to say, I think I tweeted it after the game. It's like in my mind, um, you know, like how we lost sucks. Like it absolutely sucks. And I know Sheehan did an episode titled his, his post, his reaction, um, his reaction afterwards, like no moral victories. Um, so I know, you know, I, and I agree to a certain extent, right. That game was absolutely winnable. Uh, but at, the same, at the same time, like it's, it's one, it's one loss. Okay. I mean, there, there are a couple <clears throat> things that I think if left to fester will become bigger issues, but you know, I think, I think Tom Izzo has earned has earned the ability to kind of have us go, okay, like let's see if we lose that kind of game in January. That's where I'm at. Carter, we didn't you didn't get to talk about hoops last week. Yeah. I know you're I I based on our based on like how we were talking, like in our group chat, I feel like you're a little more. You're a little more harsh. You're you're a little harsher in your takeaway than I am. Yeah, I I I kind of was. I definitely can see like both sides of like the kind of moral victories. I'm not a moral victory person either. Um, I was upset they lost that game because I was I was definitely like, okay, if you're up by 12 in this game, you got to win the game. But I mean, we expected to come into that game and just get steamrolled. Like I was I was watching that game in the in my newsroom and saying, look, if look, well, let's, let's watch Michigan state get steamrolled. And then I was like, <laughs> we were up by like 12 and I was like, even if it falls apart in the next like 16 and a half minutes, I'm impressed with how they played. And I was, but like, uh, Gonzaga called a timeout and then immediately, uh, fed the ball into the post to Timmy and drew a foul on Sissoko and that that and then when Michigan State had like back to back to back possessions of two Joey Hauser turnovers and a Joey Hauser air ball I was thinking okay Gonzaga has adjusted and this is probably not going our way but the things that plagued Michigan State in this game are kind of what we expected uh, to plague them and that's being able to shoot from the perimeter in that type of game and uh, the lack of big man depth to hang with Timmy. He had a really good game as expected, but I was, I was pleasantly surprised with Sissoko. Uh, I thought he played, I think he played better than anybody on that floor. And I also am probably just, I, I mean, I've defended the guy. I've stuck up for the guy, but tens time. It's just, it, it hasn't worked. It's okay to say it's a failed experiment. It's been a real bad. It's been a real bad three months for um, MSU athletes who wear the number 10. I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Not for um, our women's soccer team, though. Yeah. The, They're really yeah, good. Shout out to women's soccer moving on in the NCAA tournament. Um, I think they take on um, – I think they take on TCU on Friday. Did, 
Did Aaron Rodgers just tell Matt LaFleur to shut the fuck up? I don't know. I am not. <laughs> it, it looked like it. Sorry. I just like, I'm blown Lucas, away. Lucas, we're doing that. a podcast. God damn it. <laughs> Come on. We don't take ourselves seriously. I know. I know. Um, so I, and um, also <laughs> shout, shout out the hockey team sweeping number 10 Ohio state this weekend. They could win a title, man. Adam Nightingale has done an awesome job. Like the turnaround in such a short amount of time has been we're, really cool. MSU is going to win another title with, with Nightingale. We're, we're going to win another hockey title. Yeah, he's got the boys buzzing, flying around. It's going to be fun. I think Mun, you know, Mun is like packed too for the games. Shout out to JD Jerbear. He's like up to date on all the hockey stuff. Apparently, like I, you know, he's he's tweeting about all the recruits we're getting. I guess Nightingale is just killing it. And then the guys that he has on the team currently are are doing really well as as well like he's there he's developed them like really well so shout out to uh shout out to nightingale man it would be cool to win a hockey title yeah 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 another one um three would be pretty good we'd be one of the i know we're historically one of the best hockey programs but three would put us in another stratosphere hockey school yeah hockey school um, um lucas what are your thoughts on friday <clears throat> i didn't want to watch it like i watched I really didn't want to like, and then I saw it start at six 30. I'm like, fuck, that's early enough for me. That's early enough for me to watch it. I don't have the excuse built in that it starts late. And I, you know, I've been one to like be pest, be kind of pessimistically optimistic about the season. Like I want to watch it and I just want to see how these kids develop to go to next year. And I'm not giving up on this year, but like, yeah, you know, I watched it and they were up 12. I went upstairs and watched it and they were up 12. And I'm sitting there like my head doing it again. Don't get emotionally involved in it. Like it's just a non-conference game, but like Drew Timmy, get a fucking job, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm so pissed off at him. I you, and, you and 10 can apply together. You guys can do interview teams like uh, Dale Doback and Brennan Hoff. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know why. I mean, I don't hate him, but I'm just like, dude. And I mean, he exposed some of our matchups, you know, which our, our depth is going to hurt us. Like it did last night or did Friday night. Um, but like I was very, we were all wondering if Madi would be, you know, if, the, if he was in the oven long enough and he's, he's looked light years better than he has. I mean, he put up what, 12 and 10 or something. Yeah. 14 and 10. 14, 14 and, 10. and 10. He looks he looks so much technically more proficient. Yeah. Like I saw a little turnaround jumper from him. I mean, the, he's got a little bit of a post move. He's got a little bit of a post hook now. He's I he's thought, put in the I mean, work. He fouled quite a bit, but you know, that's still to be expected. Like he's still, I mean, but defensively in that first half against Timmy, I thought the defensive game plan against Timmy in the first half worked pretty well. They basically just had Sissoko just get vertical and then they had somebody who pro- probably like just dig in on the baseline against him when he would yeah. catch that ball. And then mm-hmm. I just kept saying like, as, as Timmy was, was chipping away down the stretch, I just kept thinking like double him on the catch every time, make somebody else beat you because nobody else on Gonzaga was really beating Michigan state. So I don't know why they were just going one-on-one with Timmy at the end of that game, especially when you have Sissoko, Malik Hall and Joey Hauser all deeply into foul trouble. Yeah, I here here I mean I thought Sissoko looked looked worlds better and I'm not a big like refs guy. 
Um, but in the second half, I mean, I, I don't think it's, I don't think there it's out of pocket. I don't think it's out of pocket or homerism to say Timmy was getting a from. Oh, he like was. I said he it, I tweeted it. I tweeted I it. Like, yeah, the difference will be Timmy getting every call down low for the rest of this game. And sure as shit, it fucking happened. Like he was a, be- he was throwing elbows and pushing his shoulder to guys, nothing. And you can't like, I, I wasn't saying to flop, but like, if you did, I bet if our guys fell down, they call flops on them. The way yeah. that the way the way it was ending. I mean, that's some of the hard stuff. And there was like that foul call on Tyson Walker. I thought was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, that um, was bad. Oh yeah, when when he uh, like he barely touched the guy when they were both on the floor. No, when yeah, when this guy like truck when the Gonzaga guy truck sticked him for the ball. Yeah, and he like literally just touched his arm, and they called it a foul. Yeah, yeah it's you that know. Hurt. It, it did. Um, you know, again, it, it's just a weird game, right? So who yeah. knows if that's even indicative of where MSU is at, right? We could, I mean, we could, we could be another like 500 in conference play team. And we only like played close to Gonzaga like that because it was on an aircraft carrier and the wind was affecting their shots. I don't think it's going to, so, so who, so who knows But I, so, I mean, the effort I saw, indicates that I think we're a much better team than than the past couple of years and than what people expected. And they never it, backed down. They never right. backed down in that game. Yeah, they, they didn't flinch. Time. They didn't flinch. And, you know, that final shot, Tyson had it. He, he just slipped. And who knows if that's like – and that might be because they were on a fucking aircraft carrier. I, right? I watched does the he, film. Does he slip in a gym? I do, if, that, if he's in a gym, does he slip? I don't know. I, I watched some guy do like a breakdown of it. Like it was supposed to be Hogard finding someone down low and like yeah, you probably Malik saw the Hall, Brendan Shabbat no, video. Wasn't Malik Hall? Someone had it. Hall did, yeah. Yeah, Hall was right there, but they just didn't see it. And then the second option was to kick it back to Walker, and Walker slipped, and then Hogard had to kind of just improvise on it. Like he had to figure out something. Yeah, I mean that's a tough break. Um, you're going to get tough breaks. It's just, you know, ultimately the answer is don't, don't, don't dick, don't dick away a 12 point lead. Don't let the um, refs lose the game or win the game or lose the game for you. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and that brings me to kind of some of this other, this, this Carson Cooper situation. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I didn't like, I was, I was kind of like, I was kind of like preoccupied the whole weekend. So I didn't really get a chance to dig. Um, but basically, it was like Carson Cooper was like late to something, so Izzo benched him. Mm-hmm. Am I getting the gist of that? Yeah. So that that's that's the uh, that's what the the streets are saying. At least that's what I gathered from the tailgate too. He was late to a team meeting. Or, yeah. Like he was late to breakfast. <laughs> He's waiting for the hotel to make the waffles in the Hampton Inn um, lobby, the one that sits there for like ten minutes. You got to wait <laughs> for the waffles. You need them really badly. Um, yeah, I was curious to see where he was at. And then Izzo had that pretty, like, I don't want to talk. Car- like, what do you say? It was pretty fucking to the point. Like, he had to get his butt ready for today, yeah, and he just didn't. He didn't get his butt ready for today. And as a freshman man, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta. That's what Hunter. Dick, that's what Hunter. Is. That's what Hunter Dickinson's last last grinder hookup said. <laughs> 
Oh, speaking of Hunter Dickinson, I fucking loved it that he was flexing after making baskets over Eastern Michigan and You're almost seven, losing that game. You are seven inches taller than the guy who's guarding you. And you're flexing every time. That was great. And I'm you're playing you're you're playing youth basketball, motherfucker. <laughs> you're uh, doing this. That's an accurate description. He's seven inches shorter than you. You should not be like you should not be going, you should not be like, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm so fucking gay. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, shout out Amani Bates, like lighting them up. Yeah, no, I think um, I think going home was probably gonna is probably gonna be the best decision for Imani long run. Or maybe if his dad wasn't just a dipshit. Yeah, or maybe yeah. if his dad wasn't a dickhead. <clears throat> but my final thoughts on on basketball, I was mad that we lost. Like it it I was steamed for a little bit. But you know, I I I said, you know, I think I said last week, you know, just you me SD. I'm not gonna get too worked up over it. Like you know, but then of course we thought we'd get shit pumped, and then we had a sh- we could have won the game if we made, arguably if we made just one more basket or literally did like got like one more rebound, probably would have won the game. But yeah, I, I was saying no, like, I, I and I said it like this month's hard. If we come out of the month at five hundred, we're we're, we're a double team, we're a double by team. I feel better about Villanova. I think we're I think we're gonna mop the floor with those guys. Is that at home? Yep, it is at home. Oh yeah, we'll win. Yeah, I'm tempted to go. I might get tickets. So, um, um, you know, now we go to now we go to Kentucky on Tuesday, and Cal is still being coy about Chigwe stats. It there's leaning he's not playing, but I think we'll find yeah, out. We can that like, too. I, I talked to Combo. Combo thinks he's playing. It should be um, it should be um, something that we all should be uh, monitoring. We should all be monitoring. I don't think. Combo and I were talking about earlier. I don't think Calipari will pull the whole thing that that Seton Hall coach did with um, Kevin Willard. What's that? What was the guy? The kid's name? Miles, Miles Powell. Powell. Miles Powell. Yeah, where you know he was like, oh, he's his legs barely hanging onto the tendons, and then all of a sudden he plays and almost beats us. Like, yeah, he plays for like thirty-seven minutes. Yeah, he plays the whole fucking game. I don't think Cal will do that because Cal and Izzo are like our friends. Cal's not going to pull that shit on him. You know Kevin Willard's at Maryland now, right? Really? Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, I, I do remember that. Turnman left. Um. So yeah, I mean, I think we're gonna be fine. Like we, you and I said last week, if we get through November at five hundred or better, we're gravy. Um. So I don't know how Notre Dame looks. Like I, I don't know how they're looking this year. I'm excited. I got a free ticket to the game, so looking forward to that at the end of the month, and then. If we lose that game, I'll be a jinx to have never seen MSU basketball win like an actual basketball game in person. So we'll see how that goes. Um, uh, you want to shift? We could shift to football. Um, Notre Dame's defense yeah. looks questionable because they gave up 81 points to Youngstown State. Ooh, wow. we should gave up 76 to Radford. Okay, we we should. I'm not it's gonna be it's gonna be a rabid crowd because they hate Michigan State, but yeah, we should give them a good time. Um, that game's at that game's at Notre Dame, right? Yeah, yeah that's gonna make it tough. Oh my god, it's gonna it's like a 9:15 at night, too. I'm gonna be so fucking tired. Um so football, Michigan State football came out with a quote and said, 
the reports of my death are greatly exaggerated. Two weeks ago, we were three and five, you know, turmoil in the program. Um, apparently, we were just thugs and criminals and awful fans, you know, just just horrible people. And flip the script, we we have a great win against Illinois last week. Um, and then we go home and play Rutgers, and it <laughs> it was uncomfortably close. But, you know, the inarticulate Italian noises didn't stop us from pulling off a victory. Campanile. I look at the football. I get to the football. And <laughs> I did that. And someone in my section looked at me like I was a fucking moron. Um, hey, Tone, did you hear about this fucking uh, football? Hey, Tone, did you hear about the Michigan State Tunnel players? You take it a football. You do a little one of these, maybe one of those. What, they get in a fight with someone? What'd they do? That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good Tony Soprano. I'm not going to lie. Thank you. I've never yeah, done that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Just on the fly. I'm going to put it in my roster. Um, Carter, you weren't here last week. So, again, I want your thoughts on the Illinois game. I know it's old, but you got to play catch up. Uh, that was the most impressive defensive performance that this team has turned out in, like, I think possibly since the Mel Tucker era started. Hmm. That or the Miami game. But, I mean, mm-hmm. I think all things considered, I mean, the fact that, like, eight starters were gone <laughs> on defense uh, for the Illinois game, they had one of the nation's best rushers, one of the nation's most efficient quarterbacks. Just the fact that they were able to only allow them to and, – and and only one guy scored twice. It was one broken play and then one solid drive. And that was it. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's with – and that is without, like, a lot of your – starters yeah without windman uh yeah. gross <laughs> and it was the and the and the way that they played the defensive line where they had jalen hunt and i think who's the guy who came off the edge i don't know they had jalen hunt on one edge and then they had another defense they played four defensive tackles yeah on the line and the way they shut down that run game the way they shut down chase brown was admirable and then i think the defense was pretty was there were some things that were left to be desired this past week but um i think i think it's i think of this week it's more of i believe harlan barnett's days with the team are numbered oh my god i'm Uh, we have two interceptions as a team and one of them was by jacoby winman (laughs) and the other was a pick six and what turned out to be a 49 to 20 loss yeah um that's bad like we Okay, compliment sandwich time. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll start. I'm going to give a shout-out to the field goal unit. Um, I, I honestly was petrified that our kickers came out. You can ask Ryan. I pulled my hat over my head both times. I said, I do not – I said, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to get mad. And then I heard cheers both times. And Bryce Berenger uh, – I'll just say special teams are my shout-out. Bryce Berenger, um, punt god. He's on his way to breaking the regular season NCAA record for average punt. Um, he and he will. He probably will at this rate. <laughs> but, if anyone other than him wins Ray Guy, the word is bullshit. Isn't he even on the? He's not even the finalist, is he? Is he not? He is. Took, no, he is. I was gonna say well, he has to be the there's favorite. There's one award right? where it's not on the list. They gave it. They gave like the weekly award to someone. <clears throat> okay. Um, still um, last week. So. Yeah, that's my comp. That I'll start off the sandwich with uh, special teams, but you know, I'll I'll make it field goals so someone can take uh, 
Bryce Berenger if they want. Uh, I'm 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 gonna give it to uh, Jalen Berger this week. Um, this is I, this was yeah. the second week in a row where I was really impressed with with his running. You know, um, he was he looked confident. He hit the holes. He put his head down and his shoulder pads down and and got some got some pop and was able to gain some extra yardage because of it. I think the. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of like Jalen Berger kind of coming into his own. I mean, he's only a sophomore, right? Or is he a junior? He's, a yeah, he's only a sophomore. So, sophomore. you know, he's, he, he'll have some time left. Um, and, and, you know, I think if he's coming into his own now, I think, I think he's able to keep this momentum up through the off season. I think we're going to have, um, I think we're going to have a pretty solid, I think we're going to have a pretty solid RB one next, next year. Berger can kind of keep this progress going. Yeah. I think we'll be fine at running back. I didn't expect you to say Jalen Berger because I was going to say it too. I was going to say you start a, I was going to say you start a sandwich. You start the top of a sandwich with a bun, just like you would eat a burger. So yeah, Jalen Berger. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've become a huge fan of Jalen Berger over the past couple of weeks. I know during the, you know, he had a rough stretch of of football um, earlier in, in the season, and you know, in, in defense, the whole team did. So yeah, it's kind of like yeah. Um, and then he played well against Wisconsin team just didn't play well against Michigan. So he didn't play well, but he played well against Illinois played well last week or played well yesterday against Rutgers. I think that was his best game. I mean, the Illinois again, like with a solid running defense and he ran for almost a hundred yards. Impressive from him. Impressive from the kid. And it's like, yeah. And it's like you say, he's only a sophomore. He's still learning how to play a little bit. He's going to get in the lab with Ephraim Reed. So yeah, I, I, I think he's, I think he's the guy. And I was happy to see a little bit more Broussard. Yeah, Broussard didn't do too bad. Okay, I also wanted to go. I was, I was going to say, I also wanted to go first for the, uh, for the, for the negative. Go for it. We'll, we'll do once it snake again, style. Once again, my negative is Jay Mother Johnson. <laughs> just last week, or just today? Fuck, yesterday. He just learned yesterday that Daniel Barker exists. No shit. Him over the middle. Look what happened. Touchdown. Passing attack looked good. It's just, it's frustrating. Like, I understand. I will say, I understand with Malik Carr because the guy refuses to block, and also he has, for being six six and two forty, the dude gets like dropped by cornerbacks two times smaller than him, like way more often than he should, and he's not really super fast he doesn't have the strongest of hands so i understand if you would prefer to play tyler hunt over him barker at i have at least seen him show an effort to block so i don't get why we continue to see tyler hunt over barker when barker is a legit nfl prospect and it was just also like i think the i think the passing attack was okay yesterday but i think the run game was really working and i think jay johnson every time the every time we had a successful run he would he would go back through the air and thorn at times was looking off so that it just wasn't a smart decision when you have one run why not just keep feeding the hot hand oh i think alan lazard might take this oh no never mind so carter i'm I'm glad you brought that up because that's going to parlay into my negative um you're probably taking my negative what the fuck man like i have never seen i tweeted from bacon wire he has to be a dick 
Peyton Thorne has to be addicted to overthrowing Wilson Gibbs at this point. It happens too often for it to be. I mean, he just straight up left 14 points on the table by overthrowing receivers. It's crazy. He just will not get. He will not get it to them on target. I don't understand why. There was no one in an eight-yard radius of Keon Coleman on that first series. And he just, like, he sailed it. And then Tyler Hunt, one of the biggest targets on the team. All you have to do, criticisms of Tyler Hunt aside, if you get it to him from his neckline, if you get it to him from his neckline to the bottom of his numbers, he's catching it. It's six. It was a good play call, actually. I will give Jay Johnson that. Yeah, it was a well-designed play. And you just, like, you fuck it up. What the fuck is your problem, dude? I seriously, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what the fuck your problem is. I, I don't. I seriously, it's perplexing. This is not the same quarterback that played last year. It isn't. How do you whatever miss? The, whatever the opposite of clutch is, Peyton Thorne has been that this season. How do you miss Trey Mosley twice? Trey Mosley is 6'5". Do you know how hard it is to miss Trey Mosley open? It, it has to be fucking. I would bet any one of the three of us, <clears throat> if you just swapped us for Peyton Thorne in that situation, we would be able to hit Trey Mosley. We would be able to hit Keon Coleman. Any, any of us would have hit Tyler Hunt for that touchdown. I'm force feeding the ball to Daniel Barker. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except Carter, who's going to keep throwing to Daniel Barker. The tight ends are over the middle. We're going to chip away at this. My. My negative since you took Peyton Thorne, I think I'll say Harlan Barnett. Um, It's clearly not working. You know, he's a Spartan for life, Spartan dog. I mean, we got lit the fuck up by Rutgers again. Um, They outgained us yards-wise. Not by much, but they outgained us. Um, I mean, the most appalling offense, in my opinion, was the fourth and twenty-nine. Um, going right into our end zone. And I just kind of had this sinking feeling like, you know, I bet they're going to fucking make this. Like, they're going to do something stupid and make this. And then, sure as shit, the guy throws a ball into double coverage, and our guys don't even look for the ball. Like, don't even try for it. Like, they, it's, it's like they just walked – it's like they just ran with him and called it good. That, yeah. Well, I, I was sitting there just like, what? I, my mouth was wide open for like 30 seconds. I'm like, they didn't even try. Like that Rutgers quarterback knew he could get it. Kendall Brooks played it really poorly and Chuck in deep oh. coverage is just, yeah. Kendall Brooks stunk yesterday. He got trucked by the running back at least three times. Like he got smoked by that dude so many times. Just had a rough game. I mean, it kind of sucks, right? Because I think Asa said it in our pod after the Washington game, right? It, it's not like it's not like Harlan Barnett forgot to coach quarterbacks. No, but the longer time goes on, kind of feel more. Like I'm it. starting to feel like Harlan Barnett forgot to coach cornerbacks. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's just his coaching style. Maybe he just doesn't gel with a younger might, generation of. Yeah, players. it might be too old school. So I, I don't know, I. I think Harlan has Harlan based on past performance, based on his reputation, I think has earned a, has earned a retirement. 
he's earned. Yep. So I, I don't want to like, if he's not going to go, then fire him. <laughs> but I think you gotta, I think you gotta go into Harlan's office and be like, Hey, here's the situation. Yeah. So I think Harlan's earned that kind of like, earned that kind of pat on the back on the way out. But yeah. Yeah. The quarterbacks have not been good this season at all. Right. Um, so since it's me, I'm the final compliment for me. Um, Shit, we kind of took everything. Um, hmm. I have mine locked and loaded. If you want me to go, you can. We'll do. Yeah, go for it. I got. I got to think. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it to the O line. Um, you know, missing a ton of starters, starting on a lot of, yeah. starting a lot of young pieces, and this is the second week in a row where they have looked pretty goddamn good outside of the outside of the Ethan Boyd hold call, which. I think like nine out of 10 offensive linemen will, will get, will, will hold in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think the O-line has played really well the past couple of weeks and, you know, we've had some hard questions for coach cap kind of during this, during this tough month and a half. And, and I don't know, he's kind of like, he's kind of got him going on the right. He's kind of got it on the right track. He steered, he's, he steered the ship in the right direction. So. I'm kind of happy, you know, I, Gino Vandemark looks really good. Um, outside of that holding call, I thought Ethan Boyd did a terrific job uh, yesterday for being his first real game action. Uh, you know, I I think <laughs> Jarrett Horst, I think it was just addition by subtraction, honestly. So, yeah, it's not hurting. Yeah, you're not losing 15 yards. So <laughs> no, last couple of weeks that uh, it's been either Brandon Baldwin or Ethan Boyd. I mean, both of those guys look better than him. So yeah, so no, I you know I think the O line deserves a lot, a lot of credit, and and, and it unfortunately, as a former O lineman, <laughs> it's a position that doesn't really get a lot of the shine, but it gets all the criticism. So I big shout out to the old line for the second week in a row. A really, really stellar performance. I didn't give yeah, didn't give up a sack this week. Okay, I've got mine. Um, but Carter, you go ahead. I've got mine not ready though. I got a twofer. I just I just want to give a credit to two guys on the defense. One is a one is Cal Halliday. He's someone I've actually been kind of critical of this year, but I mean, since mm, I don't know, maybe the Maryland game, I think he's been back to his regularly solid self. He had 19 tackles yesterday. Holy shit. Usually, usually oh. if it's a, usually if it's a, I, I, he's credited with 19 on ESPN, but MSU football and someone else tweeted he had 20. So, um, but, and usually you look at that type of number, like high tackle numbers and it's like a safety or a corner. And it's like, oh, okay, well that looks like whoever it is just got past your defense, but Cal is their middle linebacker. So he was just diagnosing everything and playing really well. Uh, he had a tackle for loss. Just, I mean, I, I just, he's so good at diagnosing runs. He's limited athletically. So when you get him in space, like in coverage, that's going to be a problem for him. But when he's, when he's sniffing out plays for the other teams, that's when he's at his best. And I think he was doing a ton of that yesterday. And then the other guy is Avery Dunn. Avery Dunn is the only, I think, true defensive end right now. Um, I think he's a younger guy. I believe he's like a 2020 guy. Maybe he's, a, I don't know. But I think filling in in that, in that defensive end spot that just hasn't had a ton of depth, I think he looked fantastic yesterday. He had a sack. He had a tackle for loss. 
He had a, another quarterback hurry, six total tackles. But I think I think when you were when you watch the game, you can see him in the backfield a lot. And for a guy who's playing in a reserve role, when you're setting the edge, when you're stopping the run, when you're forcing the quarterback to make plays under pressure, I, that's all you can ask of a guy who's in a really tough position. And I think he did that and more. So huge <clears throat> tip of the cap to Avery Dunn. Who I, you know, when he would come in the game, I'm like, why is he like, what is he doing out there? Like we have enough defensive end depth that like, we don't need him to be out there, but I, he looked, he looked phenomenal yesterday. So, I mean, shout out to him. I'd like to see, I'd like to keep him around in a, in a rotational role for like the next two years. Yeah. I can tell when, cause you know, I sit next to our good friend, Spartan Ryan I could tell when when things are supposed to be bad because he's like, oh, Avery Dunn's in the game. But he didn't say it like bad, but he's like, uh, he shouldn't have to be in the game, but he's in there. So I'm a little optimistic about it. But my, my last compliment is going to be um, our team winning with class at the end. Um, a, a, a kind of a subtle fuck you to Greg Schiano. Um, it, it like I said last week, we got reminded of how big of a sore loser Brett Bielema is after the game, and we got reminded how shitty of a loser Greg Schiano is because, um, you know, you're a Falcons fan, so you dealt with him in the <laughs> NFC South for a couple of years. Okay, um, stunk, and he would he would instruct his team to dive at the other team's knees during the quarterback kneel, the victory formation for the opponent. And I remember Tom Tom uh, Coughlin famously went at him about it. He was fucking furious with him because they, I think they almost got or did like get to Eli Manning one time when that happened. Um, so you know you you could see it. We we saw it in the in the stand in the stadium. You know, there the Boo Birds were coming down pretty hard on those guys because you could see them all just running at our O line's knees and trying to get to Peyton. And like, I just was so fucking mad. Like, and you see Shiano at the end, like running to our guys and like pushing them away from his team. I'm like, go fuck yourself, man. You're a piece of shit. Like you are an asshole. And uh, if I remember, I mean, Mel did the right thing, shook his hand and all that, but I'm sure there's a part of Mel that didn't want to shake his hand. Just, just be like, fuck off and get out of here. Greg Schiano and since since Mel has come in has just shown that he has no respect for Mel Tucker. So He's I don't racist. Mel... I'm just gonna put out there Greg Schiano is racist. Me, I mean Mel has shown him nothing but class. No, yeah. He's been there. But I mean Schiano just sucks. Schiano's the biggest loser coach in the Big Ten. And that's hard to be in a <laughs> in a in a in a in a conference with Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> Bert, and Frames Janklin and Tom Allen. Like, oh, how are we're you gonna, the biggest we're gonna get Tom Allen fired this Saturday. It's gonna be fucking great. Isn't Tom Allen's buyout like nuts? Yeah, I I've heard that he might get fired. I mean, they he hasn't really done anything with Indiana outside of like the COVID year. It's literally that meme of the guy with the stick poking Indiana football do something. Like that's all he hasn't done shit. All he does, they say they love it's always the guys who get fired that are like, man, we, we love playing for that coach. We love playing for him. It's always those fucking guys. Um, but we did, uh, we got some news today. 
Um, we have another commit for the class of 2023. Um, Javon Brown, I, I, if I pronounce the name wrong, Javon, that looks right. Javon, Javon sounds right. I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking Javon. That sounds right. Uh, Three-star, but composite four-star. I'm going to, yeah, he's a four-star. <laughs> Out of uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, six foot, 220 linebacker. This offer list is insane. She's. Um, this isn't even the best ones. Obviously, MSU, Alabama. We beat out South Carolina, which was one of the big ones in on him at the end. Penn beat State, Florida too, yeah. Texas, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Excuse me, Michigan. Um, to the mighty Indiana, uh, Florida State. Yeah, Carter, Florida, Charlotte. Uh, broke bu- broke buffs in Colorado, Arkansas. Um, and here's the part that might make you post the Larry David faint gif where he passes out after he finds out he has to take care of his girlfriend when she has cancer. Um, the, the person who recruited him now, when you're listening, if you're driving, I want you to, to keep 10 and two on the wheel, remain focused or pull over if you can. Um, if you're at work, just please make sure you're sitting down or in the bathroom somewhere you can sit. Um, Scotty Hazleton recruited him, (laughs) (laughs) which when Carter sent us that, I'm like that typo, right? Like, but I I actually did spell his name wrong when I, when I sent it to you, (laughs) they fixed it or no, you did. Okay. You did. Okay. I think Um, I did. Yeah. No, whatever. Um, He's finally earned the right to get his name spelled correctly. Um, yeah, it that blows my mind. I'm I'm wondering if, yeah, like I'll let you talk about it, Carter. Go ahead. I'm gonna let you talk. Yeah. So I looked at his uh, 2021 <laughs> film. So it's been a while. I mean, it, it's been you know he's I, he's had another year since this. But what I saw is the kid is fast and he hits hard. So and need. he's got he's got really good eyes. Like he's good at reading. Uh, plays in the backfield he's just a physically imposing player when you watch him fly through and just crush a running back or a quarterback or whatever it is he's just barreling down on him he's like this yeah he's speedy getting into the backfield he's got really really good instincts I don't see him really as like a Mike linebacker at the next level I see him more of as as like an off ball at the next level Um, I don't know if he has I don't know if he has like the you know middle linebacker techniques or skills or anything like that i see him more as being like a will or a sam um he's just nasty he flies around when he's blitzing he's good athlete and i was watching one of his tackles for losses he had perfect technique he he was chopping his feet didn't drop his head and just hit the line or hit the running back perfectly it was really impressive yeah and it's like you said lucas he comes from uh, st thomas aquinas in florida which is one of the top talent producing schools in florida maybe the best other than img uh, so, you know, the kids, the goods, and I didn't see him in, in a lot of coverage, but, um, I think he has the tools just because of how good of an athlete he is that he can be a solid coverage linebacker, but like, say like a running back gets into the flats. I think that's where he thrives in the open field. So, I mean, we're just getting a speedy athletic linebacker at this, at, you know, at a, at a good time when, when the team needs to, you know, recruit a little bit more because people's spirits were starting to get down. And I think this is a good thing. I think it's fantastic, actually. I mean, if, if your core could be uh, Jordan Hall and him at the linebacker spots in the next couple of years. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, and, you know, to have, um, to add, to add this kind of talent, it, it's never going to hurt, right? No matter how you decide to use them, right? You could drop them down and, and put them on, you could drop them down, drop, brush them off the edge, or you could have them. Yeah, he could, could do have that. Them, or you could have them maybe drop back in coverage and kind of spy. So I think, I think this is a really good pickup for MSU at a time when I think, I think the fan base really kind of needed a, needed a win. Is he signing early or is he signing? Well, he's a, he's a 23 kid. So, right. But is he signing in oh, December or is I'm he not, signing? I'm not sure. A lot of guys just kind of sign in December now. Like it's rare for guys to wait till February, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay. That's what I wanted to, that's kind of okay. But yeah, no, I, I'm excited for this kid. Um, I, I think he'll do some big things. So I think mm-hmm. also getting him so late, I think it kind of reduces the <laughs> reduces yeah. the possibility of a flip. So, yeah. but okay. I think that if we keep him, that means Scotty's staying for sure. I mean, I think he's, but, is anyway, <laughs> like I said, at this point, I would rather keep Jay than Scott. I would rather keep Scotty than Jay. Yeah. Um, like that's, that's, that was a, that's a ridiculous thing for, for me to say. Yeah. That's quite the, uh, character development, character growth that you like want in a big show. Uh, that's what we bring here. So, and another one that we really can comment on real quick before I'm sure we'll talk like NFL and other shit, but um, I don't know when, but uh, Samson Okunlola, the yeah, Samson Okunlola. Okunlola. He, said, he said big news soon. Um, I don't know if that means he's going to announce a commitment or maybe he's going to announce final, like maybe probably a former finalist. Probably, it's probably finalists. Yeah. He'll, he'll announce his top 80 schools uh, as Matt <laughs> Sheehan uh, <laughs> loves those. So, so if you do follow Matt Sheehan on Twitter at Sheehan sports, please find any recruits with like a top 40 or top 50 <laughs> and those his way. If we're in it, um, he'll really appreciate that. I mean, I don't know if we're going to get him, but like Brett is leading the wave of guys replying under his tweets, which is uh, great. What do they say about Chief? He isn't uh, giving up. He's not giving up. He's not. And Brett got the check mark. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to make fun of him for paying for it because he deserves it. Like he, I think they should give him one honorary as a member of MSU, like media, but. Uh, he's leading the way. Of course, his tweets, you know, get like couple hundreds of likes every time. So he's like the top one. But, uh, you know, it would be great if we got him. We need him. And, you know, if Cat can kind of turn this patchwork O-line into something competent where if I'm – am I wrong? Have we given up a sack the last two weeks? We might have in – we may have uh... – Against Illinois, but not think, last week. I don't think we did, dude. I don't. I'll go check. Yeah, good. Yeah, stats and info, Carter Landis. Um, we also um another thing is we got a crystal ball from Steve Wiltfong today for an Oklahoma defensive lineman, Zadavian Sims, who's a top one hundred kid in the twenty four class. Hmm. So so remember, guys. But just remember though, because of the tunnel, Michigan State's program is absolutely finished, and Mel and doesn't we, have we a grip on to be. All the fans and players and coaches there to be thrown in jail, yeah. given the death penalty. Um, they had one. They've given up one sack. One sack in the last two weeks. That's 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 fantastic. No matter what school you are, no matter what your line is, um, and 
uh, uh, this is probably not going to happen. I'm not getting my hopes up. But all of a sudden, the middle of the week last or this past week, there was rumor, little smoke floating towards Dante Moore possibly being flipped to MSU. I don't know. We might talk about last week, SD. Yeah, we, we did. We did. Yeah. But that's still going. And what's interesting is that Oregon losing last night to Washington, <laughs> something we have in common, um, you know, it kind of opens the door a little bit more. But, I mean, I don't see Dan Lanning leaving, and I don't see the the OC for, for Oregon leaving. I think he could. Uh, he's probably absolutely leaving. Oh, for the Arizona State Kenny Dillingham is probably – Kenny Dillingham is likely – I think he's a candidate for the Arizona State job. He's a candidate for a lot of jobs, honestly. Yeah, that's true. Well, then if that happens, then I think it's a coin flip. But I, I'm not getting my hopes up for Dante Moore unless that happens. Then, then it's then you can put your feet on the table and kind of you know raise your eyebrow up. Um, I don't know if we've gotten anything else football wise going. Um, shoot, there was something else I want to talk about too. But oh, uh, Johnny Pork Fat. Oh, God. Who? Uh, John, John Bacon, John U. Bacon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> boy, that's something else. Oh, my God. That guy's a fucking, he's a, he's a, he's a verified, glorified fan fiction writer that caters to the dumbest fans in the University of Michigan fan base and their whole Twitter sphere and just their own little world. He is the person that you look at when people say, I think the Michigan fan base is a cult. People like him are why that accusation can be valid. Not all of them are like that. We've had we've had plenty of them on here. Well, maybe like two, two or three. We've had like three of them. Uh, well, one of them for sure is like that. Shout out, Don. But, um, yeah, like he made like, what, a 27-tweet thread? Yeah, I didn't look at it. <laughs> I didn't. I, I skipped. Not gonna waste my basically, time with it. Basically, it's it. It has me believing this. So John John's thread is basically like unverified, unnamed people that are Michigan based, like the team based, say that Tucker and the other coaches were telling players to go for Blake Corm's knees to end his career, and that they were basically acting like giant assholes the entire game. So don't be surprised that the tunnel situation happened. I take that as something is going to come out from the investigation that just got concluded with the Michigan State Police. I take that as he knows something that's going to come out and is trying to get ahead of it because it might make Michigan look bad. There are there are rumblings. I'm not saying any of this is true, so don't come at me, Michigan fans. There are rumblings that Michigan actually did start this whole thing. Now, does it excuse a guy getting his ass kicked by a helmet? Not really, but it makes sense if he did because he fucked around and found out. But we got to see how this develops. Um, uh, yeah, um, that's how I took it, though, is that he's trying to get in front of something. Those Michigan players going into the tunnel and instigating the fight is the biggest no-brainer move in, in the universe. Right, like they were skipping past our players and drawing off at the video of them walking into the tunnel. Right, so I really don't, you know... Or it could be that something's going to come out about Mozzie Smith getting arrested for a felony gun possession charge and still playing. Yeah. Yeah, Harbaugh. I think 
Harbaugh should have to apologize for the way he acted after that game. Honestly, I don't want Harbaugh to apologize. I really don't. I really don't give a fuck about Harbaugh's crocodile. I because it'll be fake. It'll be a fake apology. He won't mean it. He, we know what he thinks. Well, then we can. I don't give a fuck. It. I don't give a fuck about Jim Harbaugh, autistic little shit. I don't give a fuck about him. I mean, I like honestly, like I don't give a fuck about his apology. I really don't. I really don't care if he apologizes or not. I would prefer if he didn't, because he's he's a cocksucker. He's an asshole. He's an asshole. And honestly, I don't want I don't want his apology. His apology means shit to me. Okay. And talk about guys being born on third base. Yeah, you want to talk about guys being born on exactly. Right. We know who we know who Jim Harbaugh is. Yeah. Okay. We we know who he is. We know he's a guy who defends a who defends who defends a, a systematic abuser. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have know, a statue up and then still a building named after him. We know he's a guy who uh, who believes women shouldn't have shouldn't have reproductive freedom. Well, not according to Michigan voters. We know that Jim Harbaugh is a guy who loves his university so much, he spent the week leading up to National Signing Day in Minneapolis groveling for the Vikings job. (laughs) He spent like 13 hours the day that they decided to pass on him. We know for that job. For a fact, we know who Jim Harbaugh is as a person. If he came out and apologized, it wouldn't mean fucking shit. It would be because Ward, it would be because Ward, here, take my keys, drunk driver, manual, made him do it. Yeah, it would be forced and it would be, it would be him reading off of a piece of paper the entire time. Right. Frankly, Michigan likes to claim the moral high ground. Their hockey arena is named after a despicable racist. They're... Their football building is named after and has a statue in front of it of a guy who weaponized a a sexually abusive doctor to players for decades. We know what kind of program they are. As as Mark D'Antonio said, it doesn't come from the people. It comes from the program. Yeah. So As he said it for 2014. So if, if if the tunnel the tunnel is the tunnel fight was unfortunate, and, and Mel has absolutely handled it correct. They handle it swiftly and appropriately. Okay, but you want to talk about the kind of people at Michigan State? How about Mel Tucker having you do his coach's radio show with the police presence because of the death threats he's been because of the death threats he was receiving. It's ridiculous. It, it it's a fucking game where where twenty two players compete to throw a football around for our enjoyment. We we clap and dance and laugh like like silly monkeys in the stands. Like we just, you know, we're literally like the Toy Story monkey with the drums whenever a good play happens. Like again, everyone wants this to be over. I want this to be. drag out as long as possible. I want this to drag out as long as possible. Un- unless every single piece of footage comes out, which I highly doubt it will, if it, it won't. poorly on Michigan. Oh, and also, also, 
John John U. Bacon posting a 27-tweet thread full of bullshit heresy and um full of bullshit heresy on unnamed sources is one thing. But David Jesse, the Detroit Free Press's higher education reporter, tweeting that a must-read thread with new details. There are no new details. The only new details in there are bullshit heresy. The only new detail is that Mel Tucker was upset with the referees. Congratulations, Sherlock. You cracked the case of a coach being unhappy with referee. This, I mean, again, this is my thing, right? Every, they're so upset. The uh, journalists are so upset when you call them biased. When you, serious journalists, right? There are journalists who just don't care. If you, I mean, Carter, if I told, if I called you biased towards Michigan State, you'd be like, yeah. All right. Yeah, I am. Yeah. But guys <laughs> like David Jesse get so upset when you call them biased. They get so upset. Right. It, and, and you're going to go out there and you're going to. And you're going to direct people. You're a trusted authority. On, on higher education in the state of Michigan. And you're going to amplify a 27 free thread, thread full of heresy? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? And what's so funny is, like, there are random-ass Twitter accounts with, like, two followers that say, like, yeah, my friend was there. This happened. And John U. Bacon's quote to you, them saying, not just an isolated incident. This is true. I'm like, God, you're fucking stupid. He's not stupid. He's playing a part. I mean... Well, I'm calling like, him stupid because I just don't like the guy. John U. Bacon, Clayton Safety, E.J. Holland. All these guys are basically just... They try to do what Brett does, but they do a far worse job at it. They are all <laughs> shittier versions of Brett. No one is... Like, no... Like they all try to carry water for a program for this program, and nobody does as good a job as an anonymous guy, as an anonymous guy with the Tupac profile picture. <laughs> like that has to chap their asses. I mean, it's got to chap their asses. It, it burns them to their core, and you see it. You see it how EJ tries to come at Brett all the time, and EJ just completely just fills his diaper over it, and and just moves on. Like, let's real quick talk the NFL Sunday. Um, how about those fucking Lions? Good game. Good game. Uh, uh, Justin I'm Fields, not bad. Kind of a little mad that they won, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> hey, Lucas, uh, do you know that if you check Tankathon right now Shut up. for the 2023 draft projections, do you know the Rams pick? Is higher than the Lions' actual pick. That the Lions' pick we would we're receiving from the Rams in the Stafford trade is higher than our actual draft pick. I do know that. Thank you very much for. I'm going to edit this out too. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll keep the third grader thing <laughs> and then I'll be like, uh, he started talking about the draft and then I just, sorry guys, I lost the audio. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking at our predictions with Trevor. Holy shit. Like <laughs> every 90% of them aren't happening. Like offensive player of the year, Carter's is probably going to win with Justin Jefferson. I mean, oh, that yeah, maybe fucking unbelievable. And that was that that Vikings game catch was one the best catch I've seen since OBJ's against Dallas. That was incredible. And the Bills are some of the biggest sore losers I've ever seen. Uh, side note, but we'll table that for if they lose a Super Bowl or something. Uh, defensive player of the year. I mean, I'd say the only one in contention, or well, probably both of you guys, but I don't know how they're injuries are with the Bosa brothers. Um, I think Micah Parsons is going to win it or Matthew Judon. Yeah. Probably, yeah. I, my, my guy definitely isn't winning. No comment redacted. Um, and Tr- Carter, I really think you've got the coach of the year that that stock's going up. It's either my, him or Dable. If, uh, if oh, yeah. wins the division. that's going to be a tight race. Uh, MVP. I think uh, Trevor is, has the, I don't think any of these guys are going to win it. Like Mahomes, Herbert, or Brady is who we picked. I don't think Mahomes is going to win MVP, but Brady's got good numbers, but he's just – it's like, what, 10 games in the season he has 12 touchdowns. That's not going to cut it. Yeah, I, I think MVP is probably – I mean, I <laughs> I think Captain Kirk. I think he's That's kind Kirk of – Cousins. I think today kind of – I think if he – as long as he doesn't like just – as long as he doesn't collapse the, the rest of the season – I, I think he's probably got MVP locked up. He Kevin O'Connell, I I miss him so much. Like he could be coach of the year too. Good lord. Yeah. What 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 a great system for, for this team. That team is so good. Um uh, Justin Justin Jefferson. Holy fuck. He's holy gonna, fucking he's Carter's shit. offensive player of the year pick. He's probably gonna get it. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, him or Tyree Kill. Yeah. Or holy, yeah, or Tyree. Holy uh, fucking shit. <laughs> SD, our Super Bowl picks aren't happening. I'm sorry to report that your Saints probably aren't going to get in. Oh, who dat? I, I know you're really hurt. And my, my Rams pick, woof, that just took a big old crap all over the place. Um, Carter's dad with Buffalo, still in it. I don't, I don't know if I trust them, but still in it. LA already scored. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Good. Go, go chargers. Fuck the Niners. Uh, sorry, respectfully. Um, Tampa Bay. I mean, they could get in. They probably could at this point they could get in, but I don't see them doing anything in the playoffs. Uh, Depends. I mean, it, it depends. Like is if they're in playoff, let's say it's week 14 and they're a game out of the wild card spot. Hmm. Tampa Bay. Yeah. Let's say it's like week 14. Well, I think Tampa Bay is going to win the division. Yeah, yeah. it's week 14. The, the, they're in contention for the division. And, like, do, where does Gronk, does Gronk suit up again? I don't think he's coming <laughs> back, man. He's having too much fun. I don't – people, they've said that. Like, we've said that in the past about Gronk. I can't so. imagine Todd Bowles winning a Super Bowl. Like, that's just going to be weird <laughs> to see them. Honestly, Gronk, Gronk just hates the grind. Like, Gronk loves to play football, but he hates the grind. So, like, Rock could still be in, like, really good shape. And then, like, you know, like, what? It's, like, two months of work? Yeah. 
two months of work. Fixed CTE. Yeah, two months of work, and you kind (laughs) of, and you might get another ring, you know. But okay, real quick, our predictions for division. I think Trevor's is the only one that's alive, obviously, because Carter and I picked the Rams, and SD picked the Cardinals. And uh, whoops, I mean, I'd say the 49ers have the best shot out of those three, obviously. But it still could be Seattle pulling it off. But yeah, none of us expected Seattle. <laughs> no, I thought they'd be like three and fourteen or something. We should have with Kenneth. Kenneth. We should have with Kenneth Walker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we we definitely botched the NFC North pick. It was a unanimous Green Bay. <laughs> uh, Ahead of the season, you would have thought so, right? Yeah, yeah. That was logical. Uh, but, you know, we should have we should have known that Aaron Rodgers spending six months smoking ayahuasca. <laughs> Would not have produced and is, uh, is optimal clear results. Adolf Hitler haircut today. Ugh. Yeah, Jesus, I love the memes that came out of that. Like, this is the most offensive. What is it? This is more offensive than what Kyrie did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and SD, I'm sorry to report your New Orleans Saints. Your pick to win the NFC South, probably not going to happen. I know you're hurt by it, but I want to say my condolences. Thank you. Um, um, all of the rest of us picked Tampa Bay. That's that's got a shot. I hope it doesn't. I want the Falcons to do it, but I don't know. Tom Tom Brady pulls off the weirdest fucking shit, and I hate it. Um, the NFC East. I think me and Trevor took a hit with the Cowboys today, especially the Eagles, which I'm guessing they play tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Eagles honestly could go seventeen and zero. Uh, they won't, but they honestly have a shot at it. So I think Carter and SD are in good shape. AFC West, uh, me and Carter are looking pretty good with Chargers and Chiefs. Um, I mean, Chargers, yeah, they have a shot, but I'm not trusting Brandon Staley to to pull a miracle off and win that division. And especially Brandon Josh, Staley's going to get fired. Josh McDaniels is going to get fired tomorrow. I'm calling it. You should. You don't I'm calling it. He's going to real life Ted Lasso, dude, and keep your job. Yeah, that's that's nuts. <laughs> they lost to the one guy who Jeff Saturday basically called and was like, "Hey, you want to come coach NFL? Like, you want to be Ursa my player?" Definitely said like, that to him. Ursa definitely said it. that to him. That's amazing. I like love- when everybody came back for like the Ring of Honor thing. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna can Reich. You want to? Uh, you want to? You want to coach?" And Jeff yeah, like- Saturday. Jeff Saturday tweet from October 30th, 2022. Raiders look horrible. <laughs> <laughs> we we all picked them to win the south i mean they're they're technically not out of it but i'd say it's the titans right the titans are yeah good. yeah um afc north i think we're all on the right track with baltimore yeah shout yeah, out probably. dylan happy birthday if you're listening um Willing. cincinnati is starting to get on the right track they might yeah but they might kind of they might kind of challenge pittsburgh's fucking no chase though that that hurts them yeah but it could make them a better team to like utilize the other guys more yeah it might make a better quarterback um and the afc east i still believe buffalo is going to pull it out but i mean the dolphins honestly could do it like yeah at this point celebrating a a division title in a couple weeks if you're giving me if you're just giving me like a pick them who's winning the division Miami or Buffalo right now I'm picking Miami. I think they just look like the more complete team. But yeah, I, I think Buffalo is kind of 
I don't I don't want to I don't know if it's like resting on their laurels or that's what I honestly think they are. I think they bought into their own hype. Yeah, like, I think they they're kind of like their shit don't stink. It they, I look Josh Allen, great quarterback. I'm not, it's not because I'm sour about them beating the Rams. I knew that was fucking happening. And he just strikes me as a crybaby. Like he's a fucking sore loser and a shitty winner. Like he doesn't impress me all that. Like he's a great, great talent, probably gonna win MVP. And I believe they will win the Super Bowl, but he's gotta get humbled. And I just can't believe these people who still rest on this hill that say he's better than Mahomes. I don't I, I don't understand how a NFL MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, and a Super Bowl champion is worse than than Josh Allen. Like they're both great quarterbacks, but we need to pump the brakes on that one. So whatever. Um, yeah, congrats on getting a b- good pick from me. Um, Cooper Cup's probably hurt for a couple weeks. So, you know, your your Saints are probably going to beat my Rams next week. It's going to be a vicious contest between us. Um, our hated, hated rivalry, you know. I'm excited to see that game. I hope the Rams get another great call from the refs uh, that, like, that helps win the game for them. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I think that's good, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm set with what I want to say. I mean, we uh, we we play for the old brass platoon. <laughs> um, my third favorite rivalry trophy MSU has. Hoosiers. Hoosiers is on the clock. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be. Oh my God! Did you see the weather for the game? I did not. Cold. Twenty-eight and wind. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm have fun. I'm definitely thinking about not going. I'm honestly thinking about it. Don't be a bitch. You got to go. <laughs> yeah, I probably will. Whatever. I'm a sicko. All right, Carter, you got anything else? Oh, we didn't I talk know. about we didn't talk about college football like as a whole. Um, yeah, I kind of missed what happened. I mean, I I know some of the highlights. Or the Pac-12 has once again shit analyzed itself. UCLA lost too, right? Yeah, UCLA yeah. lost. Oregon lost. They were out. Um, on what I thought, I mean, I like Oregon as a program. Like, you know, my dad and I love them, kind of love them, love watching them. The, I, the fact that ineligible receiver call was horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. I fell asleep, man. I, one, 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 you could make the argument that he was forced out. And even then, like – there was five steps before he caught the ball. How is that not reestablishing himself in bounds? What else do you need to do to reestablish yourself in bounds? Touch the midfield logo, like in fucking basketball, like you got to check it. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, like if you're, like, if you're out of bounds, you're ineligible and you're ineligible for the rest of the play, then why come back in bounds? I don't under, I didn't understand that call. I thought that was a bad call. Um, TCU survived. Um, I would not be surprised to see them drop out, though. <laughs> I, I would not be surprised to see them drop out. They shouldn't. I, would, I mean, they were double-digit underdogs. I would not be surprised to. I know, but the committee, yeah, the committee they, loves two SEC teams. Yeah, I would not be surprised to see them flip-flop Tennessee. I know, especially I know. after Tennessee kind of ran ran it up. Um, I would not be surprised for a flip-flop. I don't think LSU is getting in. I really don't. I yeah. I, I, they would Georgia. 
they have to win the SEC. And based on that performance in, in Fayetteville, they're they're not going to. <laughs> oh, I love to that go. Arkansas thought the 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 uh, field staff thought that pouring warmer water onto the uh, icy field would uh, erase the frost from the field. Did you see that, SD? Yeah. Yeah, Arkansas definitely not an <laughs> Arkansas is definitely not an Aggie school. Um, they're not an they're not an agricultural college because gee, what will help this warm water? Okay, let's do it. Yeah, that's definitely like a South thing. That's definitely like a thing in the South to do. Um, but yeah, LSU is not beating Georgia. I mean, the SEC championship game is is a glorified home game. So yeah, I, I think I mean if although LSU. LSU LSU fans do travel a while, but yeah, if LSU know. does it, they deserve to be in. But I just I don't see it happening. Absolutely, they deserve to be. Which in. would blow my fucking mind because, like I said last week, I thought Brian Kelly was getting fired. The way the way it was going, I'm like, they're gonna just pull the plug on this dude after a year. But he's working. It's working. And hats off to him. Just um, any any associate uh, kids with the program, do, do not, not get in a scissor lift. Get on a scissor lift if he calls you. Okay. Never forget, Brian Kelly killed a kid. Brian uh, Kelly did kill a kid. Say, speak uh, it out. Yeah. All right. I think we're good. Yeah. Also, uh, shout out to uh, shout out to Gus Malzahn and the Knights, man. What they doing? Going into Tulane and just kind of controlling the narrative that whole game. You know, everyone was so high on Tulane, and well. You know, well, maybe we'll take their defensive coordinator as like an assistant or something. Or the, the guy that Carter wanted from their team. We'll take him. Yeah, we'll get him to replace Harlan. Yes. Yeah. 50% pay bump. And it was like, hey, like if Scotty sucks again, like the job's yours. <laughs> and like if Scotty regresses to the mean, we'll put yours. you in. The job is yours. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think we're good. Um, until next week. Uh, Combo wants to come on, he's not ducking us. It's his girlfriend's birthday night, so he wants to be out with her, which good man, uh good good boyfriend, good good baby daddy, good good guy, combo. Um I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. I think he wants to come on next week, which it should work out pretty well for him. Um <laughs> we'll be able to talk to the Villanova game, the the Indiana game, which I guarantee we're gonna win. I'm gonna guarantee it. We're gonna win. We're going bowling. Quick lane bowl in December, Chris Farley. Hi, Giff. Lucas, uh, if we lose, I will. I will <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna delete my account. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will post this clip. I will quote tweet every single one of your tweets with this clip, and I will tweet it from Bacon Water once a day. <laughs> then you might the MSU devotee doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, fellas, we're out. Go green. Go white. Go white.